Good morning, friends. Welcome, welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got lots of interesting fashion topics today, so let's jump right in and start with what I like to call the BOF, the business of fashion, (laughs) meaning the business end of it. So the Gap, uh, the Gap Inc., I should say, retailer that we all know and love has fallen into a bit of a gap. Our old retail friend is in a bit of trouble, basically, uh, particularly the Old Navy group, which that, from what I'm understanding, it's first of all, it's very confusing when you look this up. And then I tried asking people that would know, and some people knew, but the way their perspective was also confusing. So I'm going to do the best I can here. Basically, I think Old Navy used to kind of carry the the company because the gap has been kind of dwindling down, not doing well, not not performing, underperforming year after year, okay? So apparently now they are also not doing well, and they said sales would be down by low double digits in the first quarter of 2022. Not good. The stock has dipped 20%. Not good. Um, so they're kind of, uh, you know, wondering what to do, I guess, or maybe they have a plan. Um, the CEO, I believe, um, has stepped down or left. I don't know which, whatever you want to call it. Um, And uh, it's not unsure what's happening. And I mean, here's the thing. This is now the, the, the question has been raised, should they go private? So let's think about this. First of all, let's break this down. So it's the gap. Okay. Let's talk about there's all the other companies under. So it's Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic, and Athleta. So it's those four brands that that are under Gap Inc. Okay. So from what I understand, Athleta has been doing well up until recently. They were kind of doing really, really well. Makes sense. It is sportswear. It's yoga gear. It's, you know, the comfy clothes that we all know and love, especially over the past two years. Um, Old Navy, I'm just thinking, how is that not doing well? I mean, that has become like, I mean what is it like 299 for a shirt now you know it's really really the low end more of very very affordable store retailer so i can't imagine it could go any any lower any further not to mention then let's switch back to i'm jumping around here i know i was thinking about this and i was thinking about the gap and thinking how i don't you know other retailers do it i'm sure it's not easy but you know it seems like they're not pivoting or kind of staying up with the times. Again, there's probably lots of other reasons that uh, we're not even aware of. But from a consumer point of view or a stylist point of view, I look at the Gap and think, okay, there was a time where I would go directly to the Gap for the basics, a denim jacket, a pair of jeans, a white T-shirt for sure, um, a white button-down shirt, a denim shirt. And then I would also look at, I would end up buying a lot of their novelty pieces as well because it was cool and they had really good stuff. I mean, I remember one year, I was just thinking about this. So when I was in college, my summer, one of my summer jobs was I worked at Gap Kids at the local mall. And I loved, loved, loved this job. Two reasons. One, it was easy peasy, and apparently I was good at selling little girls' clothes <laughs> because little girls would come in with their mom and, you know, just kind of would like talk to them and play with them. And I guess somehow, you know, it was relating to them. I don't know. And, you know, they like pretty little outfits, and I like putting pretty little outfits together. So I was a great salesperson in that regard. 
Um, then I also had happened to have a really awesome manager who started the very beginning planting the seeds in my head about visual merchandising. Okay, so that comes into my life much later on in life. But she was the first to actually teach me certain things, even though I was just a part-time salesperson. So... That being said, then I got a discount. I worked at Gap Kids, so I got a discount at The Gap as well. And first of all, I could wear both. I used to wear Gap Kids clothing. I wore like a children's size 14. Was It's kind of equal to like a women's zero two. It was a little bit smaller than I am now. So that was great. But I remember such cool stuff. Okay, let me give you a time frame. This was about, so this was maybe, oh my gosh, when was this? 90s for sure. It was, I want to say, like, mid-90s, maybe. Mid-mid, yeah, mid to late-90s. And I remember buying a, a jacquard vest. Like, you wouldn't find that in a Gap now. Really cool, like, tan. It looked like something could have been vintage. It looked like, it's just this, like, jacquard weave on it. It was really, really cool. Made really well with the satin back and tied in the back just like a men's vest would do um, but it was a little longer I remember buying velvet shorts during the holiday season and wearing wearing them with tights and boots um, I just remember there were a lot of novelty pieces that I bought in addition to the basics so my point is it's not like that that's it's long gone now and um, you know I don't know where they dropped the ball or what happened I look at this the uh, store banana the brand banana Republic and they I've seen what has happened to them they were they used to be kind of more like I always thought of it as like khakis and safari looking stuff. Do you remember this, Bob? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Plus I've had people tell me that they get the best white shirt. The guys get the best white shirts at Banana uh, Republic. And that's yes. all they think about. Yes. Mm. I would agree to that. Um yes, I would definitely agree. And so then there was a moment where Banana Republic dipped down and then all of a sudden they were just doing great. And they had a uh, I don't know if it was a collaboration or they oh no, they had a new like artistic director or something. Um, it was a designer, Marissa Webb, and I thought, oh my gosh! And it reminded me of what J. Crew was doing with Gen Alliance took over, which is basically this notion of pairing like sequins for day and sequins a sequin pencil skirt with like a button down uh, men's shirt, you know, tied in a knot in the front, and it was very like this juxta- juxtaposition of hard and soft and male and female, but done in a really cool way and vibrant colors. So Banana kind of took a, a li- sort of that route. And then that didn't work out, I guess, because she left. And then to me, they dipped back down again and just went, and I thought, oh, it's terrible now. Within the space of about two years, I went from, like, going there probably every other week to, okay, now it's not. It's back to kind of like, meh, just just meh. That's it. Mm. Um, And now, very recently... Something has happened again, and I've been talking about banana. All the, I've been shopping at Banana. They've got this like these little core collections that they're doing, little capsule collections, and each one almost seems to have. It's kind of like a theme. There was a varsity collection where everything was very sort of preppy. Picture kind of like on the line of Ralph Lauren, just more affordable and a little bit more casual, like tennis vi- l- sweaters that look like they were kind of vintage tennis sweaters, um, sweater vests, the knit V-neck sweater vests, um, collegiate style blazers with a little crest on the side, and um, then there was another collection that was very sort of safari looking, lots of tans and yellows and oranges and khaki and linen. Um, uh, it was just really it's. I think I feel like it's 
doing well again. So swinging back up. Now, I don't know how that's overall affecting uh, or if it's probably not enough, but I don't know what will happen. So um, that's the question now. Should they go private? I don't know the answer to this. I don't know that they can be saved. I don't. Did, do you ever shop those locations online or only when you – do you only just go to the stores? Uh, a little both. I have – so it depends. This is funny. I'm glad you asked that. It depends on the app. So I don't usually go online because I usually am on my phone and I find now that I, I shop through apps on my phone. So, of course, Banana Republic has an app. So I've looked on the app. I don't always love the way the navigation is mm. and just the it, kind of interface. I don't know. I don't know what it is, really. I'm not techie enough to know, oh, it's this or it's that. I just know I don't like it. Mm. So um, it's the same thing, though, with, with – is it J. Crew? Yeah, J. Crew. I think it's J. Crew. I don't like their website. I just There's something about it. All of a sudden it gets like kind of sterile. I don't love it. And I'm like, eh, I don't so, – but I know I, li- I might like the clothes. So I will look – and if I see something, I will then go into the store and, you know, I'll either screenshot it or save it somehow or like it to my favorites if I have an account through the app. I'll go into the store, say, do you have this? Or, you know, uh, can I see this? And I'll look at it in store. And then I'll spend time and look at the whole collection if there's something worthwhile. So I would say both. Um, same and reverse, too, by the way. So if, if I've been in the store and I've seen a few things and then I happen to look online and maybe it goes on sale or maybe I go, oh, you know what? I, I want that. I saw that and I loved it. I'll then buy it through the app or through the website because I've already seen it. So kind of a little bit of both. That works. Yeah. But again, keep in mind what I do for a living. So I have I'm, – I'm out and about in stores often for one reason or another. You know, if I'm going from Saks – I'm thinking Manhattan right now. If I'm going from Saks to Bergdorf's, guess what's in the middle? Banana Republic. <laughs> and a lot of other stores, by the way. So um, I kind of make it my business to be in retailers, even if I don't need to be in there, just to see what's out and see what's... It helps. It, it kind of... I have like a little bit of a mental Rolodex in my head, too. If someone says to me, hey, I need a inexpensive uh, linen, tan linen blazer that's double-breasted with, you know, fabric-covered co- buttons. I, I saw one a banana, gotcha, you know, and or whatever. I kind of tend to remember things like that. So um, it helps me with my business as well. Anyway, I know I just went off course here. But point is, I don't know what's going to happen. So should they go private? That's kind of the question. I don't know. Um, and I'm not sure, like, what is it? You know, I think back, well, what is it that made them so iconic and I'm like it's the basics right it was the denim and the shirts and so but I don't know because here's the other thing like take for example old navy the prices are so so cheap but now we have amazon right i was going to say I, I think that's why i haven't visited old navy in quite a long while amazon yeah. essentials or basics i call, i think they have both lines yes. i tend to find what i want there Right, and that was easier than going into the store. And the experience in the store was never particularly good. Right, place was too messy. Yep, and I often felt that everybody was disrespecting the clothing. Yes, 
and I, I, I would agree. Yeah, I, that's funny. So, I mean, these are the things that are really important to the success of a business, of mm-hmm. retail business, is the customer experience. I mean, I feel like that go, that should be obvious, but I don't know. I, you know, I, obviously, I don't run a retail business, a brick and mortar, and I know it's not easy. But to me, the number one thing should be the customer experience, especially nowadays when you're battling against e-commerce. So, um, yeah, I would agree with you. So Amazon has what you need and sometimes even better yeah, and just as inexpensive or sometimes even less expensive. And I'm sure if it was a couple of dollars more, you probably would pay it for the convenience factor because you're not getting in your car and driving to the store. That's right. right. That's right. But I will say I, I've always liked the stuff I found that I – if I liked the style, I knew it was going to fit. From right. uh, from uh, Old Navy. Old Navy, yeah. Which, that was a nice thing. Right, that's true. They're consistent in their sizing and branding for sure. Yeah, I would agree on that. Well, we'll see. So stay tuned. I'll definitely keep up with the story and see what happens. Um, yeah, so interesting stuff. All right, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, I've got... Uh, I want to talk about vintage shopping, and I've got my Ask the Stylist section, so you won't want to miss that. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, time for my Ask the Stylist segment. And this is something that I get asked actually more than I realized until I sat down and thought about this. Um, And this is kind of a fun topic to talk about. So vintage shopping versus thrifting. So, you know, I love talking about this. So I thought I'd kind of talk just a little bit about the difference, but more importantly, maybe give you um, not so much the differences, but the advantages and different things to think about if you are going thrifting or or vintage shopping, but more about thrifting, I want to say. And really how you, I think that not just the benefits, but how you can sort of tie it into the current trends, if that's something that interests you. So first of all, let's talk about the difference. What is vintage? Vintage is technically anything that's 20 years or older. Now, that doesn't seem like, okay, so you're going to say, okay, so if something was around in 2000, it's technically vintage. Yes, but I'm sure we'd all agree (laughs) that that doesn't, shouldn't be the case. Um, So that's, but that's technically what it is. And Obviously, thrifting is just unwanted goods, people donating, and um, that's usually what you'll find in a thrift shop. Thrift shop. Um, vintage can be a wide range of things. It can be everything from junk, really, to designer, to high-end. 
um, whatever it may be. I would think also it would have to be something that's not around now, something that didn't last till now that would help make it vintage. Well, yeah. Well, if it's 20 years old or older. Most times it automatically is. Yes. Agree. Agree. Yeah. I I mean, that's, I guess that that's what I've been told by several vintage dealers that technically, and I was like, well, who made that rule? Because (laughs) I don't know about that. I would disagree, but I don't know. Um, So what I like about both vintage and thrifting, by the way, because I do both. It depends on my mood and it depends on where I am. Um, if I am traveling, I like to go vintage shopping. I won't really thrift when I, I thrifting. I have to go. I know I have to know where I'm going and I have to be comfortable. Um, vintage shopping, I will go just about anywhere. Like if I'm in another country, then I get really excited. Like, oh my gosh, someone else's old junk, or maybe it's not. <laughs> well, it's not going to be junk to me, but someone else's old stuff. That's like not American. I get really excited about that. Um, but obviously. It's sustainable. So you're contributing to the green factor and sustainability. And also, I think whether it's thrifting or vintage shopping, you can find a gem and you can always find a gem because it's like, you know, it's like a yard sale. It's like, you know, one person's junk is another person's treasure. So I think what happens is each season we're finding this new quote unquote vintage trend that's popping up, right? So we've talked a lot about the 70s. I talk about the 80s. Now it's all about the 90s and the early 2000s. That's trending now. Okay. So here's the thing about thrifting. You can find all that in a thrift store, for sure. Probably vintage, too. But maybe it's like not – it depends on the store. So maybe if it's a true vintage, you're not going to find something from the 90s because that's too soon. It's too new. But a thrift store, you will. And just like from something from 2003, you'll probably find it in a thrift store. So that's the good part of it. So I feel like since each season a new kind of vintage trend pops up, I think obviously trends are cyclical. And I think when you shop at thrift stores and vintage, but especially thrift stores, you should shop for closet staples. And here's, I'm going to get into, I actually have a list of things that I thought about. And I thought, these are really good things. They're things that I look to buy when I go thrifting. Um, so, and, and again, whether this matters to you, this, these happen to be on trend right now, but maybe that doesn't matter to you at all. It doesn't matter to me either, but it's kind of cool if it is, because again, you can get something different. So, um, For example, silk shirts, satin shirts are kind of everywhere. I've seen them in all different colors. And, uh, I mean, if you go to H&M, if you go to Zara, if you go to Saks, if you go to Bloomingdale's and everything in between, you'll find just button-down ladies' silk and satin shirts. And some are um, real silk. Obviously, it's going to dictate the price. And some are more of a blend. So these silky satin shirts, very popular right now. If you find one at a vintage store or a thrift store, it's probably going to be a little different because it's not from 2022. So I'm like, that's a great thing. Now, you have to be careful with certain fabrics, obviously. You have to make sure it's really well-maintained and it's not stained because then that gets that gets into like a totally different ballgame. Um, another thing... You know, I love to talk about this. The men's department. I always, always, I mean, I shop men's departments in regular retail stores. But especially when I go to a thrift store, usually it's the first place I head. Here's why. One, the oversized sort of that oversized blazer look that's trending everywhere right now. 
obviously you can just buy a men's blazer and you've got that look already because it is a men's blazer. And the good news is if it's a little too oversized, maybe you want to get it tailored. Maybe it's just right. Maybe it's like a men's small and that would work for you maybe or whatever you you need um it's obviously going to be cut wider and bigger so you can kind of play with it if uh you it's a little too much you can always get it tailored because remember what you're saving on the price you could then spend on tailoring so that's my other kind of a tip or suggestion is um anything over oversized can be tailored um always better to buy bigger and get it tailored down or kind of work with it than obviously the opposite so um I bought, for example, this is not a jacket, but it was a bag. I bought a bag at a thrift store. It's a little black bag with gold and silver beading on the front of it, like a little evening bag. Really cute. I want to guess it might have been, it could have been like 50s. I want to say like 50s, definitely. And it wasn't anything um, designer. It was just a little bag with, you know, some beading on it but it was in really good condition. The clasp was like a big, chunky little knot, a little gold knot. and um, But the strap on it was kind of worn. It was a leather strap, and it was a little bit worn. So I took it, it happened to be next to a, um, a shoemaker, and I took it into the shoemaker and said, can you redo this strap? Just put a little skinny leather strap. They said, sure. They measured it. How long do you want it? Here's how long I want it. And, uh, you know, the bag, I think, was... I think the bag might have been may have been ten or twelve dollars, and then I had the strap put on for whatever that cost. It didn't matter because it was a ten dollar bag, and it's really cute. So point being, you can kind of tailor anything, and remember what you're saving in the price of you know uh, the the cost of the item. Um, another thing I've been seeing everywhere are bold, saturated colors. So often you'll see odd color combos that aren't on trend, especially if it's something from, let's say, the 80s. And you'll see, remember, what was trending back then. It might be trending now again, but it'll be like a different variation. So again, something unique. And still, if you want something on trend, like, okay, that saturated blue is very on trend right now. Green is very popular, like a bold green. Pink is very popular. These are all colors that are obviously aren't like you know new so you can probably go in and find colors that are trending right now um at a thrift store and and again you sometimes it's about like interesting colors like oh i remember that was popular you know in the 80s or whatever so it can be something interesting and something different outerwear this is my my favorite favorite one so outerwear is usually the most expensive item in your closet, aside from accessories, no jewelry bag shoes. So outerwear is usually the most expensive piece for both men and women. So I always say, look at outerwear when you go to thrift stores. Definitely look at it when you go to vintage, because you could really score something amazing. I have seen incredible jackets and coats at, at even like the Salvation Army. So first of all, the leather is usually better than what you're going to get today, unless you're spending a ton of money and you're buying, like, specific. Um, Suede and wool, these are things that I would invest in, and it's usually better quality. Bomber jackets are trending right now, so 
there's a good chance you could probably find a men's bomber jacket because, again, this is from decades before. Almost every decade, I feel like we see bomber jackets. Um, Same thing as the aviator jacket, which is so similar. Um, Leather overcoats. Again, shop the men's department as well as women's. And I think this is something worth investing in and really worth looking at. Maybe it's a little bit tattered. But again, remember how leather works? Like, often it looks better when it gets when it's kind of ages. So um, there's that. Or maybe it's something that just needs a good cleaning. If the price is, is low enough, you don't mind. I know cleaning leather can get pricey and it usually has to be done by an expert. But again, think about it, the price of what you're spending versus new. So that might be worth it right there. So you'll spend the money on the cleaning. However, you're going to have something a little bit different and it's not going to be something that you see in every store. So um, yeah, outerwear is like my favorite thing to look at. And even when I go vintage shopping, besides bags and jewelry, <laughs> um, I always look at coats, coats and blazers and jackets because, I mean, vintage, you can really get some amazing, amazing, incredible things. Things like you don't e- either don't remember or just never even knew existed. I mean, I'll find things. Um, I like to find things from like 40s, 50s. It's probably my favorite um, decades to find clothing, women's clothing. Um and there's a couple of places that I go to actually in L.A. that kind of have that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I feel like a kid in a candy store. It's like <laughs> interesting things like, oh, well, what was this from? And one place I go particularly knows me and knows what I look for. And this woman, the shop owner, knows every single piece and the history of every single piece she has in the store. It's incredible. It's incredible. She's like a storyteller. Um, also on my list, belts. This is my favorite thing, by the way. My favorite accessory to buy, even probably even more than bags, belts. You know why? Because if you look at now, this is more about vintage. They're usually quite different, and sometimes they're a little worn, and sometimes you can find really interesting belts at a thrift or vintage store, and then it sh- can change a look. It can completely change your whole look. And um, I'll say this for vintage, my favorite things to buy, I've said bags, jewelry, um, dresses, coats, and anything designer. I think you've got to go to a trusted source. I think also with vintage, it's really smart to, like I said, talk to the shop owner about the labels. Sometimes there's a label. This happened to me in Paris. I loved this bag. I loved the bag. I didn't recognize the label. And I spoke to the shop owner and was like, you know, I'm buying this bag regardless, but can you tell me anything about it? Turns out it was made by a person who used to work for Chanel. It was like a like a head seamstress for Chanel back in the 60s. She left, started her own line. The line didn't work out for whatever reason, but she had a small collection, and this was from then. So guess what? I wanted it even more. <laughs> so things like that. Also, vintage and thrift. Check to see um, if the sale is final, and check the as-is section. This is probably my best tip of the day, by the way. The as-is section in any um, thrift or vintage store, oftentimes there'll be things that are a little bit broken or need a little mending, and it is absolutely worth getting, um, you know, if you can fix it. If it's doable, you've got to then kind of know if it's fixable, something that's an easy fix or not. So check that. 
All right, so time for my stylist tip of the day. I've been doing this now. I'm a new segment, stylist tip of the day. Every week I'm giving you my tip on what I think is a little tidbit of good information. And this week it's about crochet, so wearing crochet pieces. They're kind of trending right now. And how to make it look modern. Two ways. One, you're going to wear it under a suit which I think could look really like as an underpinning instead of a blouse. You're going to wear a little cami that's crocheted. And the other way is um, whether it's a crocheted skirt or dress as a beach cover-up. Makes sense, right? It's crocheted see-through, a little bikini underneath. I gotcha. All right, that'll do it this week. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Oh, 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 oh.